Before we begin, I'd like to note that some of the more attentive listeners may have noticed that the events of the story took place almost half a year before the release of this podcast. There are a number of reasons this has been delayed to the extent that it has, but certainly one of those reasons is the production of this particular episode. The conclusion of this episode deals with matters I never imagined I'd be documenting when I first began this project. As a result, I've um, constantly had to seek advice about what was and wasn't appropriate to broadcast to a wide audience. But with that said, let's begin. Last episode, the girls discovered the team must follow a number of commitments made by Brendan Sander just to exist. In response to this, Brendan decided to court the support of the boys he'd kicked out of the team. But unfortunately for him, Grace and Felicity had their own plans. As a result, the future of the all-girls team now hinged on the next few minutes of play. It's a little short. Alice intercepts, catches them completely off guard. She's got it. She runs forward and kicks it towards the box. Grace is there. Grace half volleys. It's in. Holy crap. 3-2. It's 3-2. A flipping half volley and they're straight back in it. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Felicity, I mean Grace, has just grabbed the ball and sprinted right back to the center. Get back. Everyone, get ready to attack. Defense, maintain a high line. Alice, spring at them. Grace, you've got five minutes. We're almost there. Come on, girls. We can't let this chance slip away. I can be a girl in a man's game. A diamond in the dirt. I'm pretty, but if you're in my way. You Cause I can work, I can curse with the best of them I can run, get it done like the rest of them <laughs> They might actually do it! Don't jinx it! You gotta go up! Press them in! Avondale's in their corner with throw-in. There are so many players in there. It's hard to imagine how they'll get a pass. It's thrown in. There's a tussle. It's, it's messy. The ball bounces out towards Kilo. Kilo controls and kicks it in. Grace has got it. She's going left. No right. No left. Now forward. Ah. Oh. Ref. Free kick. Grace just got pushed over by one of the defenders. But... She somehow managed to kick it simultaneously and it hit the post and bounced out for a goal kick. Avondale kick out. Alice whistles for a header. There's not much time left. Grace gets the ball. She passes to Alice. Alice settles down in the center. One step forward, two steps. She takes a shot, a long shot. Oh, it hit the crossbar and fell into the keeper's hands. 
That was close. From Send Media, this is the Graduates Cup podcast. I'm Aaron Boyan, and that certainly was close. 3-2 against the toughest team in the league, and all in the last moments of the game. Despite the loss, there was a rejuvenated feeling among the team. However, the group still needed to face the reality of their situation, as well as the consequences of their actions, which turned out to be far worse than many thought. You see, not only did Grace and Felicity break soccer rules, but by not filling in the correct pre-game forms, they also damaged the reputation of the school and violated insurance laws. If, for instance, Felicity had broken a leg, or, God forbid, something worse, the school would have had to pay the hospital bills. The following Monday, Brendan found out about the actions of Felicity and Grace. And on Tuesday, the staff had a meeting to discuss disciplinary actions. And by the end of Tuesday, both Felicity and Grace were suspended for the remainder of the week. Later that same week, I was invited to attend a meeting with Brendan, Alice, and the principal of East Keeler High School, Erin Jones. In it, they discussed the future of the all-girls team, and gave me a few bits and pieces as to why the punishment towards Felicity and Grace was, in my opinion, a little harsh. However, I had no way of knowing at the time just how complicated this meeting would become for the all-girls team by the end of the week. Have a listen. <sighs> okay. Before we start, Brendan, why did you bring uh, Marin, was it? Yes. Why have you brought Marin? He's not a part of this school, nor connected in any way. I thought as someone who's documented the team from the beginning, he should listen to the discussion of its future. Uh, and Alice, why's she here? Mr Jones, I feel she needs to be here to represent the players. <sighs> okay, let's proceed. I invited Brendan, and now apparently both of you, to review the situation of the all-girls team. Considering the deal that was agreed to a month ago, I feel it's fair to say that the future of the team is now in my hands. With this in mind, I will make this judgement on the basis of whether I believe there to be more benefit than harm continuing the experiment. Can we accept that? Yes. OK then. Firstly, Alice, describe to me how you feel the girls' team is going. It's going alright. We've had some tough challenges up till now, but we've always been up for it. Oh, and we've also seen some new recruits, and I really think we can win it. By win it? Do you mean the league? Yes. OK, just curious. Before the team became all girls and you competed with a mixture of male and female players, what position were you on the ladder? First. And since then, after the transformation, what position are you in now? Sixth. But... 
I think that doesn't take into account that, as a team, we are improving. Hmm. I've got the results of your games here. In the third round, the all-girls first game, you drew nil all. During your second game, another draw, nil all. But then in your third game, you lost one nil. And last Saturday, in your fourth game, you lost three two. Looking at the results, it seems to me that not only are you not improving, you're conceding more goals the more matches you play. But we've just recruited more players. Yes,、uh, I believe you mentioned that before, Marin. You've apparently documented a substantial amount of this team. How many players do they currently have? Ah,、uh, I believe it's fourteen. Does that include the suspended players, Felicity and Grace? Yes. So the team has twelve players at school right now, and there are eleven on field. Correct? Or am I thinking of another sport? Yeah. Yes. There, there are eleven on field. Would you say most teams only have twelve players on the squad? Mr. Jones, this is irrelevant. As long as you have eleven players, you can play soccer. If you want to learn more about soccer, I'm happy to educate you later. Otherwise, may we proceed with the original agenda for the meeting? Oh yes, Brendan. All right. Last time we discussed this, we agreed that the all-girls team will continue as long as you kept four separate commitments. Four? One, there must be genuine interest from the schoolgirls. Two, this initiative must garner the support of all affected. Three, you must win a game before the all-girls' fifth match. And four. You must seek approval from Education Soccer Victoria. Now we're a month in, and it does not look like you're tracking all too well. No, it doesn't. You failed to win a game within a month, and therefore failed to meet one of the criteria already. Under our agreement, we should now disband the all-girls team. I don't think we should. And why is that? The purpose of the third condition is to ensure the team can feasibly win the league. As of right now, it still can. Therefore, the initial condition associated with this purpose was poorly formed, and should be re-examined. <sighs> Look, Brendan, you're not even tracking well with the other commitments. In the last month, have you attained approval from Education Soccer Victoria? I've just scheduled a meeting with them. Two weeks from now. You've organised it after you failed one of the commitments. Well, what if the old girls' team no longer exists? Then I'll need to explain why the school cancelled its brave initiative. Brendan, you're not gaining any favours with me right now. This is a team that can't even seem to get girls involved. You are this close to failing the first commitment, as well as the third. It doesn't help that the boys are making our team miserable. So you're telling me you can't win the support of the boys? That you're also failing the second commitment. I'm positive the majority of the boys see the benefit in what we're doing. It's just a fringe few acting up. Brendan, the problem is both groups are antagonising each other. First one stirs trouble, then the other feels like it's justified to stir trouble as well, and eventually, you have people messing with the school's timetabling and cheating in matches. And listen to me, that can't happen. Everyone's starting to think they can do whatever they want. Parents are getting involved. Before we know it, something serious is going to happen, 
And this is not a school where those kinds of things happen. Not now. Not whilst I'm in office. Never. Do you understand? We have a reputation to uphold. This is the school that parents enrol their kids in to help them become professionals. Not the other way around. If they pull that again, I'll consider far worse than a mere suspension. Expulsion? Alice, tell the others to please not put me in the position of the bad guy. Mr Jones, it seems like there's a bit of a misunderstanding between us. How so? One of the main reasons I created the all-girls team was to bring people together. Beforehand, when there was a mixed team, it was honestly like there were two teams in one. And I realised they never would accept the talent from the girls unless we could showcase it undeniably. You make a good point. Maybe I should reverse your decision and turn it into the all-boys team. Showcase their talent undeniably. But if you did that, the students would become less cooperative. So, if you may, I'd like to make a suggestion. And what's that? If you follow the agreement and disband the girls' team, the fighting will only get worse. But if you don't, I imagine the fighting would also only get worse. The issue here is that we're the ones making the decisions. If you want them to stop acting up, you've got to let them choose their future. How so? We move the vote to next week and let the students know immediately we plan to have an open discussion with everyone about the team. But, most importantly, instead of a majority vote, we continue until we get a unanimous one. If someone can't vote for a plan, then we let them voice their opinions and adjust the plan accordingly. This way, the girls can no longer be blamed for everything. The boys feel like they've got a voice, and you can justify your actions by pointing to the plan every student approved of. Parents will get off your back, students will stop acting up, and it gives the school an out if we decide to end it. It also makes my intentions clear to everyone, as I made the all-girls team to showcase their ability for this exact vote. This way, there'll be no more lingering feelings after the fact. Are you saying this was your plan from the start? Of course. And why didn't you tell us during the hearing? Because no one in the hearing understood how bad the infighting was. But now, you all do. Hmm. It's not a bad idea. A unanimous vote basically guarantees that everyone is happy. It almost forces everyone to act rationally, which is definitely not how they've been acting up till now. And as you say, it makes it easier on us. But can you really get students to agree unanimously? If you're worried about that, open the meeting up to parents or anyone else who would like to listen in. You and I both know peer pressure is at its most effective during the school years. One more thing. If I were to do this, I would need some insurance, Brendan. If things don't go well, I need to explain to everybody why I've abandoned our previous agreement. You've got to give me something to work with. And with that, the all-girls team was permitted to continue. 
The next match was up against fourth place school, St. Barbara High School. A home game. And it felt like a real now or never situation. With the vote occurring within the next week, and now a unanimous support required, this game was the girls' last chance to showcase why they deserved to continue. A win could argue the girls had finally found their footing within the league, whilst a loss would see them enter discussions with two draws and three losses under their belt. And, as the principal put it, a record on paper that looked to be getting worse. This game could very well be the difference. At some point, you just start saying they're all going to be tough. But somehow we managed to make each one tougher than the last. Like, I'd like to spend the week observing Felicity's playstyle, but with her suspension and everybody worried about the team, it was hard to do anything really. She's not suspended anymore though, right? No, she told me it only lasted till the end of the school week. So, without knowing her playstyle, what have you done? Improvised. I've tried to practice all week to get tighter, more compact, put more bodies around the ball. But now that Felicity's here, I felt like we need to open up so I can see how she handles things. I think we really need to get some goals in this game. We need something to show everyone when they vote. Uh, may I ask, did you actually plan the vote from the beginning? Are you asking me if I only created the all-girls team so the boys would stop infighting? Uh, I, I guess? Well, what do you think? Did I do it for the girls or a better team? <laughs> uh, I, I think I might be biased here. I think you're the least biased one here. So, how has the team reacted to the vote then? Surprisingly, Alice was the one most upset. And I understand why. She's been here since the very beginning. To her, it's like they've tied up her legs, told her to run 100 metres and then complained when she didn't do it well. But in my defence, this strategy relies on stubbornness and while she may deny it, she's got plenty of that. And how the others reacted? Mixed reactions. They all understand the importance of this game though. We're going to score goals. It's going to be less scrappy, open play. I've pushed Alice into attacking midfield like the end of last week too. Hopefully, they can repeat it. However, as is the case many times throughout their journey, things didn't go exactly to plan. In the 25th minute, Brendan's strategy seemed to backfire with a goal for St. Barbara. 0-1. And if that was all, the girls would be up against it. But it wasn't just that. The girls didn't seem to be playing well whatsoever. That spark at the end of the last game seemed non-existent. Around halftime, the girls hadn't had a single shot at goal, and Brendan seemed perplexed. Felicity's not playing so well. Every ball she gets from Alice either gets fumbled, lost, or given away. What do you think's wrong? I don't know. 
It's like she's lost all her little tricks, that X factor. I can't really put words to it. She's just not as flashy as last week. Last week she scored surrounded by defenders when no one was expecting her to. She scored a fantastic half volley and even when she got pushed over, she somehow managed to hit the post. I don't see that happening today. It wouldn't have just been luck, you reckon? She scored two goals in five minutes last week. I'd like to believe that wasn't just a fluke. But if we want to have a shot at goal today, I've got to change something. After the half, Brendan's main directive was to become less reliant on Felicity. He told them this wasn't and cannot be a one-player dependent team. As he puts it, We're trying to show the world that girls can play well. Not that Felicity can. Believe in yourselves. As the second half began, the girls started a little better. Not as well as last game, but enough to catch a lucky break in the 60th minute. Good work, Alice! She's playing well through everything. She's probably remained the most consistent player. It was Iskilo's first shot of the game too. If there's one benefit to opening play, it's that Alice thrives in it. When she's got time, she can do practically anything. Like score the only shot they've had? Perhaps her anger with the whole vote thing only pushes her on. That's it. Strikers, go in compact and pressure them up front. Compact? Didn't you just say she thrives in open play? Defense, stay nice and tight. Don't let them pass. Hannah, move up forward. Are you sure? Just press up, Hannah. Brendan, what are you doing? Winning this game. Hannah, Maddie, I want you to help Felicity any way you can. Lily, stay further out. India, you do the same. Alice, play centre defensive mid and get those balls up. You're pushing the wingers out and pulling Alice back? Why? Alice thrives when she's got time, but Felicity last week, every shot was scrappy, chaotic, whatever you want to call it. She can't dribble past defenders, but she'll score from nothing every time. So I'm going to shift to a 4-3-3 structure. This gives Alice time and Felicity more chances. And just like that, they were pressing. It was like we were watching another game entirely. Up until now, the ball stayed mainly in East Killer's defensive half. But after the change, suddenly, it was almost never there. First one shot, then another, a third soon after that, and then... Goal! Felicity scores! Iskilo scores! It's 2-1! They lead for the first time since becoming the all-girls team! Come on! And they weren't done there. In the 80th minute, Felicity bounced the ball right between the keeper's legs, making it 3-1. With moments left, 
The crowd on the sidelines started cheering. Brendan had the biggest smile on his face and what seemed like the icing on the cake appeared. The principal came to watch. I take it the uh, girls are playing well? They are more than holding their own at the moment. I can tell with all the noise. You can thank the goal for that. No way. Who scored? Felicity. Felicity? Yeah. She's incredibly talented. She can read the game so well. I think that's why she's just a great sportswoman in general. Felicity played? And thank God. I think she's really what we needed to get our point across, despite missing trainings. Brendan, Felicity is suspended. What? No. She told me the suspension ended at the end of the school week, yesterday. I explicitly told her, the week ending Sunday. Maybe she misheard. I made it clear she would miss this game, Brendan. There were meant to be no more shenanigans. What must I do? And there will be no more shenanigans. Students always think they can get away with it, until they can't. I need to make an example out of her. Damn, Alice just threw her shoe at the principal. Look at what you're doing. You're complaining about Felicity when there are kids being bullied in this school. How many times must someone throw food at Grace or chuck bags on the ground or find their gym clothes missing before you treat someone else the way you treat us? You're so focused on the fighting, you can't even see what's in front of you. And what's that? That we won. We just won. We just did something no one thought we could. Have you ever considered that this is what happens when we're free to play? Stop deciding our fate and just leave us be. Because we can win without you. Brendan, have a word with your players. Alice, I'll be contacting you shortly, as well as Felicity and Grace. Don't worry, girls. I'll sort it out. The next day, at around 6 o'clock on the 4th of May, whilst driving home from a function, Brendan Sander was involved in a car crash. He, he passed away before reaching a hospital. Uh... I'd like to give my deepest condolences to his wife, Marie Sander, and his daughter, Natalie Sander, as well as the rest of his family, friends, colleagues, and students. For two months, for over two months, I'd been fortunate enough to be around Brendan, and if there's anything I've learned, it's that he was a man who cared. He was a man who cared about his family, a man who cared about soccer, and a man who cared about the world, making the world a better place. But, but what set him apart from others was his willingness to act for the things he cared about.
At East Kilo High School, my first interview was during a training session with the coach of the boys' first team, Brendan Sander. For me, it's about the talent. It's always the talent. Out of the players on field, the two you're probably interested in are Alice, who's playing centre midfield, and Claire, who's playing left defender. Didn't Claire just join, though? Why is she playing on field? I needed a left back. But I'm starting to suspect some students would rather lose than win as a mixed team. So, you think most girls don't actually like this trial? No, I think the trial's a pathetic response. To her, it's like they've tied up her legs, told her to run 100 metres and then complained when she didn't do it well. The fact is, women play in a system based on prejudice. It's a system resistant to change. But let me tell you, we can change that. And guess what? Some girls saw Coach put all three of us in the team and decided to join. Now there are six girls in the team. Did you know Brendan spoke to the girls' first team? So, I, I know you're a little low on players, but I'm sure I'll be fine. You can see Claire over there with a bunch of girls. We've got 11 players on time. The same opportunities for girls. That's all I want. I need your help not to win, but to change the game forever. Please. One more thing. If I were to do this, I would need some insurance, Brendan. If things don't go well, I need to explain to everybody why I've abandoned our previous agreement. You've got to give me something to work with. Well, if it fails, tell them the truth. The whole thing was my fault and the girls had no say in it. Therefore, I'll step down as coach and the girls should continue playing in the original mixed team format. Look, Brendan, I know the school board were lenient during your hearing because they want you to join next year. But if you shift the blame onto yourself, there is no way they will be able to justify the promotion to the public. Some things are worth that risk. The Graduates Cup is a Sin Media podcast and could not have been created without the help of Creative Victoria, the Community Broadcasting Foundation, Madeline Plum, Rachel Alford, Pat Chirico, Les Horowitz, Nikki Dionisiu, Lindsay Green, Crystal Roxas. Thank you for listening and until next time. <laughs>